0: What? You don't have a marketing strategy? You don't have marketing goals? Then it's likely your marketing tactics won't work. Let's grab a coffee and talk about it some more. Welcome to episode 223 of the Marketing and Finance Podcast. This is the podcast for ideas and inspiration on marketing your business and growing your business and for discussing topics on all things finance. I'm Roger Edwards, a marketing guy and keynote speaker from Edinburgh. Talk to me if you want to cut the BS and the complexity from your marketing strategy. Hello and welcome to the Marketing and Finance Podcast. I'd just like to thank you so much for taking the time to downloading or streaming the show. I really do appreciate you taking the time to plugging me and my guests into your earphones. This week, however, it's just me and the mic. And I'll admit, I've been a little bit absent for the last few weeks. There hasn't been an episode of the Marketing and Finance Podcast published for over two weeks. And the reason is, Well, there's two reasons, actually. The first reason I've been busy jetting about doing my autumn speaking tour. And secondly, I'm looking to migrate the podcast to a new host. And I'll get to that in a moment. First of all, that little speaking tour have had a great time taking my fighting complexity in marketing and fixing broken marketing speeches out across Europe. Started off in Dublin. And then went back to the UK to Peterborough for the Financial Services Brand Accelerator Conference. And finally, I jetted over to Tirana in Albania for All Web Albania, a digital marketing conference in that fabulous city. And with all that traveling, I admit I just got behind with uploading the shows and getting them out there and getting them promoted. So, apologies for that. Now, when I launched the podcast over four years ago, I subscribed to what was then probably the most premier hosting platform for podcasts, a company called Libsyn, Libsyn's been fine. I've had no problems with it. But there's new technology available. And there's a great new platform run by a friend of mine, Mark Asquith, called Captivate FM. And it offers much better tools, much better stats, and it's much easier to use. And I want to migrate the Marketing and Finance podcast from Libsyn over to Captivate FM. Now, Hats off to the guys at Captivate FM. It's an easy process to shift over the podcast files. So all I need to do is effectively fill in a couple of fields, press a big button, and all existing 223 episodes of the Marketing and Finance podcast will simply be transformed from Libsyn over to Captivate FM in a matter of minutes. That's the easy bit. And hats off to them for making it so simple. However, of course, I've got 223 pages on my website with the embed code for the Libsyn version of the podcast and all sorts of links around other websites and on Twitter pointing to the Libsyn version of the podcast. And that's the hard bit. That's the bit that's going to take a little bit of time. I'm effectively going to have to go through each of those pages and update it with the new Captivate embed code now it's not a massive task it'll take me a couple of days at tops but it's just something that needs to be done and that might just interrupt me publishing the marketing finance podcast as regularly over the next few weeks as I would have liked to have done so again apologies that I've missed a few weeks and apologies if over the next couple of months I also miss a couple of weeks. But don't worry, the Marketing and Finance podcast is not going anywhere. I've got loads of interviews already recorded. I've got loads of interviews in the diary over the next few weeks coming up. So we're definitely going to go into 2020 absolutely refreshed, on a new server, lots of new ideas, lots of new guests, and I'm really excited for the future of the Marketing and Finance podcast. So thank you, thank you for bearing with me up until this point. So let's get into this week's topic, which is marketing strategy. And the probably not unsurprising fact that quite a lot of companies don't actually have marketing strategies. They may do marketing. They may put out communications. They may be on Twitter and all the other social media platforms. They may even produce content. But that's marketing communications. The fact is a lot of companies out there are doing communications without having a strategy in place in the first place. And if you haven't got the strategy, it's very hard to make the tactics work. And this was reinforced to me yet again when I was over in Tirana in Albania for the All Web Digital Marketing Conference. Now, as an aside, I just want to say the AllWeb team are one of the most hospitable, welcoming people I've ever worked with. I first worked with AllWeb last year when I did the opening keynote speech of the AllWeb Macedonia conference in Skopje, and and that's another great Eastern European city. The AllWeb team were just so welcoming. The conference had an amazing buzz about it. People were desperate to learn eager to interact and absolutely delighted to come up afterwards and ask questions and, and have really interesting conversations. So I was absolutely delighted when AllWeb asked me to open their Tirana Albania conference this year. So I arrived in Albania on the Tuesday as the conference was on the Thursday. So that gave me a day and a half to explore the fabulous city. And, and it really is a vibrant city full of cafes, bars, restaurants, nightclubs and some great locations and and monuments and museums and all of that sort of thing. So I really enjoyed sucking in the atmosphere of Tirana. The conference took place in Tirana Business Park, a new development out near Tirana Airport. And as with the Macedonia conference, they'd really pulled the stops out to build an amazing event for their guests. An amazing set, an amazing room, very comfortable, wide open space, very bright, Great technology, great sound equipment, all of that jazz. I arrived at the conference venue early the following morning for my opening keynote speech. People were already arriving, people already enjoying their coffee. The atmosphere was electric. The organisers started off the conference, welcomed everybody. Then they played this intro video, which mentioned my Cats on the Mat speech. And there I was, bounding up onto the stage, and I launched straight into my Fixing Broken Marketing speech, which, of course, includes the John the Wine Man segment. But as I always do in speeches like this, at some point, I raised my hand and said, please put your hands up if you have a written marketing strategy. Now, there were 350 people in this room. Have a guess how many people put up their hands. It was actually just less than 20. 20 people out of a room of 350. Now, this is significant. All Web Albania and All Web Macedonia, for that matter, is a digital marketing conference. The people who come to the conference are marketeers. They work in marketing departments in companies, they are marketing students, and yet, out of 350 of them, only 20 actually admitted to having a written marketing strategy. And that's a big, big problem. Later on in the speech, I also asked the question, please put up your hands if you have written marketing goals. Now, in reality, the marketing goals should be part of the strategy, but we'll let that lie for a moment. And again, it was less than 20 people who put their hands up, probably the same 20 who put their hands up to the first question. And I see this happening all over the world, in companies all over the world. The problem we have with marketing these days is all we ever hear about are the tactics of communication. People are eloquent about social media, whether it's Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, whatever it might be. People are eloquent about advertising, again, whether it's social media advertising or or more traditional TV, bill posters, that sort of thing. People are eloquent about marketing technology, but we very rarely hear about the strategical elements. And the problem is social media, advertising, promotion, those are just tactics. Those are the tactics of communication. And the problem is, without a strategy to back up those tactics, without a strategy for those tactics to flow from it's very likely that those tactics will not work. And quite a lot of the rest of the speech was helping the people in the audience to work out in their own minds how they can put together a simple marketing strategy. Now I know, just as well as everybody else, that sometimes the word strategy can just conjure up images of complexity. People associate strategy with those horrible away days where they spend Hours and hours talking about SWOT analysis, pest analysis, talking about academic terms like Boston grids and Maslow's hierarchy of needs. It's enough to suck the life out of people. But we don't need to do marketing strategy at that academic level. In fact, if I had my way, we'd replace the word strategy with something a lot easier. Include a plan. We'll just call it a marketing plan. But the plan is important before you dive into the tactics. So you don't need to do all that SWOT analysis, the pest analysis, all of that stuff. But you can effectively approximate it by answering a few questions about your market, about your competitors, and about your customer. What we need to do before we start getting tactical is we need to work on the two important strands of that plan. And the first part is our offer. Our offer. What is the product or service that we're offering to our customers and how do we get to it? Now, of course, we need to know our market, we need to know our customers, and we need to know our competitors. And therefore, a little bit of research around our customers and our competitors at this point is very important and call that a SWOT analysis if you want. Don't call it a SWOT analysis if you want to keep it simple. And in order to crystallize your offer, you need to answer three questions. The first question is Who is my customer? and be absolutely pinpoint specific about who that customer is. It's not enough to say we're targeting millennials, or we're targeting everybody in the United Kingdom, or we're targeting everybody in Manchester. You've got to be specific about who your customer is. Get an idea, their age, their profile their career status, the amount they earn, their aspirations, their likes, their dislikes, that sort of thing. Get an idea for who your customer is at a really quite detailed level. Second question, what is their problem? What is their problem? What is the problem that they face that your product or service will solve? And the third question, and this is probably the most important one, is how do we, how do we solve that problem better and most importantly different than anybody else. We want to be different because the problem with doing something better is that better is easy to copy and our competitors can come along and add a few widgets and all of a sudden be better than us. But if we come in with something different, that creates a barrier to entry. It's harder for our competitors to copy us because we are different. And that's it. Once you've got the answers to those three questions, Who's the customer? What's their problem? How do we solve their problem better and different to anybody else? You've defined your product or service. (laughs) Obviously, you've got to go away and build it, put it together, but that is your offer and you can articulate it. And ideally at this point, what we should do is try to come up with a one-liner to describe that product. Call it a positioning statement, if you like. A one-line sentence that describes in really simple language what it is that we do and how it is that we solve that customer's problem. And from that one-liner... Any communications that we might want to do in the future will flow directly from that one-liner. And there have been some very famous one-liners that have transformed into advertising campaigns. I mean, Domestos is one of my favourite, kills all gnome germs dead. I mean, you just know what Domestos is from that one-liner. It's very hard to put together a one-liner that also works as an advertising strap line. But if you aim for that, you never know, you might get there. So we've got our offer The next part, and this is important too, is to set our goals. And the goals need to be aiming for a certain amount of market share, aiming for a certain amount of profit, aiming for a certain number of people to subscribe to your product or service, aiming for a specific amount of revenue. If it's a social media goal, then you want to be specific about the outcomes of the social media activity. If it's a promotional goal, Goal. You need to be specific about the outcomes of that promotional activity. If we don't set goals, then it's very easy for us to come back later and say, do you know what? This Twitter isn't working. These promotions aren't working. But if you have the goals, you've got the measurement and you can hold yourself accountable to those goals as you measure them. And you know what? I can understand why people don't want to set goals. It's a bit like the SWOT analysis, pest analysis, and all that academic stuff getting in the way of the strategy. In the same way, We've been conditioned to think that we've got to set smart goals, smart objectives. And again, it's a bit of jargon. It's It sounds and feels quite academic. Again, it can suck the life out of people. But it's very, very important to have those goals. So I, I've, I've abbreviated the smart objectives into just three. So first of all, be specific. And that is, what is our market share and how long do we set ourselves to get there? So that's being specific. We're doing the same thing as the SMART objectives there. One of the problems I have with SMART objectives is the achievable and realistic part of it. It almost gives you a a way out, doesn't it? Is it achievable? Is it realistic? You know, you set yourself a goal of 1 million pounds and somebody says, "Is that achievable? Is it realistic?" Okay, we'll knock it down to 500,000. Is that achievable? And it, it almost gives you a, a a way out of setting your goals. And the other problem I have with smart objectives is there's, there's nothing exciting about it. You know, set yourself a goal and, and be excited about what the potential could be. The second is, how is this goal exciting? How is this goal exciting? Now, if you've developed a product that's going to solve the problem of one of your customers, it's a really privileged position to be in. And you can be excited about it because you can say, in our goal, we are going to solve the problem of 3,000 of our customers a month. That sounds quite exciting. So focus in on what makes the goal exciting. And if you make the goal exciting, then you can motivate yourself to achieve it. And the third part is find someone to hold you accountable. Whether that's a peer, if you're a a small business, or if you're a sole trader, find somebody in your network who can hold you accountable. If you are a small business, then you'll have people in the business who can hold you accountable to those goals. But the most important thing is to have them. If you're happy with smart objectives, by all means, do smart objectives. If you like the sound of my specific, exciting, and accountable model, then do that as well. But please, set the goal and please have the offer in place. And that is the strategy. Sorry, that is the plan. Once you've got the offer, once you've set the goals, then you can look at the tactics of communication. Then you can start thinking about social media marketing, email marketing, advertising, promotions, influencer marketing, whatever it might be but please don't dive into the tactics until you've nailed your offer, until you've set your goals. If you have all three, the offer, the goals, and let's call all of that communication stuff the activity, so you've got the offer, the goals, and the activity, you've set yourself up for massive marketing success. And that's the message that I try to put over to those people in Tirana over in Albania. And I think the message hit home, judging by the feedback that I got after the speech. So I hope you enjoyed that little canter through marketing strategy. Sorry, I keep saying the S word, don't I? Marketing plan. Let's call it marketing plan. Thanks for listening to the marketing and finance podcast. I look forward to seeing you in the next episode. Thanks for listening to the Marketing and Finance podcast. Do please look at the show notes at rogeredwards.co.uk forward slash MAF for links to the apps and topics and books we discussed. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a review on iTunes. Simply visit rogeredwards.co.uk forward slash iTunes and leave a review. I'll catch you on the next episode. In the meantime, keep marketing your business to keep growing your business.